Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. It's Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm back from sunny St. Louis. Great to see a lot of you out there. Uh, Thank you for coming out to the event last night. I'm in solo today. Clay on a uh, much-deserved vacation with the missus. I told them that Clay needs to experience his first professional massage of his life as he is going to a place where there is a spa. We will see if that happens. Play the people have made their wishes known. We have to see if you are, in fact, a massage guy, massage aficionado. I will say I actually didn't know that spa, like going to the spa, was named for the city in Belgium uh, which is a place where there are hot springs and people used to go to convalesce. I didn't know that until, I don't know, last year or so. So it's crazy how we don't learn things. But there's a lot to learn today uh, from the news cycle. First off, we have a, uh, we didn't get into this earlier in the week, and I wanted to. A federal judge has uh, had blocked the Florida law that ends child uh, sex transition surgery and hormones um want to discuss that with you new york city still going with its plan to house migrants from uh in private homes according to eric adams but this is also interesting to me new york has joined a number of other cities that have decided to sue the car makers hyundai and kia uh, out of south korea because they've made cars too easy to steal. This is what the Democrat metropolises have been relegated to. Now they have to actually sue the car company. It's too easy to steal your car. It's your fault. I don't know. Maybe they should sue the companies back and or sue the uh, cities back and say, how about you enforce the law and there'll be fewer criminals running around doing all of this? Uh, speaking of criminals, also the Lululemon CEO has doubled down on the firing of two employees who tried to intervene during a mass shoplifting event. Not this isn't someone with 
you know, pulling uh, one shirt off the rack and trying to stuff it somewhere where no one will see. This is just walking into a store, filling bags with expensive merchandise, and walking out because nothing will happen. And the CEO of this athleisure company, Lululemon, has said, yeah, that's right. You're not, not allowed to do anything about it, which is now increasingly. This is the demand the Democrats uh, have of you. This is the demand that they make. Uh, but we'll get into some of that. Also want to take a lot of your calls today. 800-282-2882. Got some uh, Chris Christie throwing punches in the presidential race. You can hear what Chris Christie says. Decide for yourself whether you find any of it uh, worthwhile or not. We have reached out to, I have to assume there's a campaign. We've reached out to his people. Uh, we're waiting to hear back. We've reached out to Nikki Haley's people. I believe uh, she will be joining us at some point. We've had Vivek on. If there's anyone that you think we need to have on, please let us know uh, from the presidential primary side of things, because I think it's important for all of you to hear. I had some people last night telling me in person they, they want they want us to have uh, RFK Jr. back on for a more a more um, extensive. Oh, N- Nikki is joining us on Tuesday. That's great. But we'll have RFK Jr. join us. I, I had an appointment, so Clay had to handle that interview solo. But this time, I promise you, if we have RFK on, RFK Jr. on, I would be there to uh, ask. Because I have a lot of questions. People keep asking me, what do you think? What do you think about an RFK unity ticket with Trump? Or what do you think about a third way? Or is he going to shake things up? And I say, all I really know right now is he's right on COVID issues, pretty much top to bottom. And he's been more honest and forthright and long and right longer on that than almost anybody else in the political game I can think of. I mean, there are a few others who are close, but he's been very good on that. Beyond that, I'd have to look and see and ask. But see, that's the great thing. We can do that. We all get to learn here together. These people who want tremendous power, who want to lead the country or even just lead the conversation in the country, this show gives them an opportunity to tell all of you, millions of American voters, what it is that they really stand for. And you get to make your own decision as to whether or not you think they're being honest with you. Are they straight up? Will they get the job done? And how are they doing? Something else is top of mind for me right now, um, which this isn't something I thought I would come in today talking about. But you may have seen um, Elliot Page. Uh, Elliot Page is a uh, is an actor who or was an act is an actress who now is a transgender um, male. A female who has had top surgery, cut her uh, cut her hair very short. Uh, you probably know her best from the movie Juno. In fact, the only thing I've ever seen her in was movie Juno, where she plays a, a pregnant woman. And it's uh, worth noting that she played a pregnant woman who ended up having the baby. And that alone, because there was some consternation in the in the film about whether she should actually have the child, uh, that alone got a lot of criticism from the left. What do you mean she had a baby that wasn't planned? So, you know, demonic and monstrous, but that's a different conversation. Um she is out there as as the I think right now the most famous Hollywood female to male transition individual. I think the f- most famous female to male trans Hollywood person. Um, and uh, she's given this interview where she says that someone uh, 
attacked her outside a Los Angeles hotel. It was a while ago, too. This is not not recent. And said, I'm going to bleeping gay bash you. That's the quote. Now, this is just, I think everyone realizes, a step away in terms of the plausibility when you hear this of the individuals who we found out later were two um, aspiring Nigerian actors, but Jussie Smollett told us that they uh, that these two men in uh, I think they were supposed to be wearing MAGA hats at the time, but they yelled, "This is MAGA country!" on the streets of Chicago at two o'clock in the morning. Now you could argue that there are a lot of parts of the country that maybe do feel quite MAGA. But I don't think that that's something that anybody would be shouting on the streets of Chicago in particular. You know, I don't think anyone's running around yelling in Brooklyn, this is MAGA country. The whole thing, it was so absurd from the start, which is why I, and we can go back and check this when I was doing a, a Radio 6 to 9 uh, for Premier Networks. I, I had a podcast in the title of the show, which is the title of the podcast, Jussie Smollett is lying to you. <laughs> it was like the first week that thing came out. But I bring up the Elliot, which we all know now is true. It's true to the point of it, it's shocking that anybody went along with it. But there were a lot of people who did, including Kamala Harris. Remember that? Oh, Jussie Smollett, the, the, the greatest guy. Horrible. This thing happened to him. Uh, you know, the the attack on the street. Anyway, so Elliot Page says this. No one brought it up at the time. But why do I care enough to talk to you about this? Why do I care enough to bring this up with you? Uh, because usually celebrities saying things that are untrue or dumb or a combination of the two is not really news. Well, because you'll notice there is a wave of hysteria now because for the first time, the trans agenda of the Democrat Party, I don't even think it should really just be referred to as the agenda of the left because it's the Democrat Party. The trans agenda of the Democrat Party has come up against legal resistance in some states. It has come up against some states that have passed laws saying when it comes to children, we are not going to allow under the guise of medicine. Where did this this medical procedure that they're doing on children? How many years of study have they done? What are the long term implications and what's really going on here? No, no, no. Suddenly it is the standard of care. For some young person who is having a a psychological and identity crisis. And there's pushback. There's finally meaningful pushback, which is why you now have the hysteria coming out. Now is a moment in time. Some of you are going to tell me also Ellen Page uh, has a book that has just launched. What a great way to get publicity. Right? You claim that there was a, uh, someone yelling, hate, yelling hateful things at you. And... The human rights campaign yesterday declared for the first time in over in its over 40 years of operation, the human rights campaign has said that there is a state of emergency right now for LGBTQ plus Americans. It has issued a guidebook alongside this warning because they want people to be safe when traveling to places in the country that don't uh, 
Florida is one of them. Let's just be, they've attacked Florida. We've seen, what was it, uh, senior member of the NAACP attack Florida. Now you have the human rights campaign saying for LGBTQ plus people, there are places you can't go and can't be safe. Notice the extent they're willing to go to the hysteria around stopping minors from making life-altering body mutilation surgery and also the, the hormones you know the hormones that people are taking can they'll say oh some of it is reversible they, they don't they don't know really what it does to someone over the long time over the long term but because that is not just treated as though it is the next great civil rights struggle of our era by everybody in the country because there are parents out there in particular who say my 13 year old is being told to do this by school basically that's the most common place that it happens and i don't want the state to weigh in and say that this is now gender affirming care i'd also have a question for all the people who push this stuff if it's gender affirming care for the transition what is it when there's the detransition? Is that gender de-affirming? How does that work? Gender negating? Have they figured that one out? Anyone who says that's not a problem or an issue doesn't know what they're talking about or is lying to you. There's a Navy SEAL, uh, Kristen Beck. Now Chris Beck. Was always Chris Beck, became Kristen Beck. I believe now Chris Beck. I saw him uh, recently on a podcast. Detransition. This is the biggest mistake of his life. His life. Yeah? How much you heard about that in the mainstream media? And that was an adult. That was an elite warrior. That was somebody who was having a psychological crisis. Do you hear anything about it? If it's gender-affirming care, I need some of the talking heads who are so depraved and, and just remorseless about this. I mean, think about some of the people who are pushing this. Do any of you really think that Joe Scarborough and Mika really believe that 14-year-olds should be trying to mess with their genders? Nobody really thinks they believe that. But will they say that on MSNBC because the latte-drinking audience of libs wants to hear it? Yes. Does it matter that this affects the perception nationally when CNN and the New York Times and MS... We'll talk more about CNN later. That place is in total free fall. Yay. But does it matter when all of this is, is going on to them? No, they don't care. Just about the paycheck, just about the ratings, really more just about the paycheck, because these are all corporate media institutions that they can decide, even if you have bad ratings, if you're singing the right tune, they can keep you around. But there's so much dishonesty. There's so, so much obvious um, propaganda around this issue. And I, I've never heard anyone explain that. What do they say about the a detransition? How can you be affirming a gender? That was yours since birth. You just didn't know it until you were a teenager or adulthood. And then have the reality that a pretty good percentage actually realized that was a mistake. So what was the affirmation if the affirmation was wrong? Why is this important? Well, when you're 15 and you don't know anything about anything, really. You shouldn't be making decisions that you have to look back on the rest of your life with tremendous regret because medical professionals were too cowardly to do anything for you. Your own parents either pushed it, which does happen sometimes. I just saw, uh, uh, she's an actress from Transformers. There's a photo going around everywhere. She's got three young boys. I'd guess their ages, I don't know, look like they're 8, 10, and 12. I'm not sure what their age are, something like that. 
all dress and present as girls. Megan Fox? Is that Megan Fox? Megan Fox, yeah. Photos. Three boys all think they're girls. Does anyone think that that's because maybe that particular parent is a lib who has adopted this and pushed this on our own children as a lifestyle, as a fashion that makes her feel good about herself? Okay, well, if you don't believe that, what are the statistics? What are the chances? Three for three, all three boys. I think it's pretty low. And people say, well, but it happens to parents that have, that are, that are conservative. It happens. To, yeah, because then as the kids get older, they go to these institutions. They go to, they go to, you know, grammar schools and high schools and colleges and corporate America and the media. They're all telling them, oh, your gender is this fluid thing and it changes and you'll be celebrated for. And a lot of parents feel powerless about it. A lot of parents feel like, well, what? I was talking to some of them last night. I was talking to a social worker last night in St. Louis about this. I told him he should call in sometime. He was saying what they're doing to kids, what they're doing to children right now, these institutions, is monstrous. But they're the ones telling you that, oh, my gosh, there's a threat now. The community is under threat. If you won't go along with gender transition surgeries for 15-year-olds or 12-year-olds, monstrous. That's what they want to tell you. We, we have to hold the line for sanity somewhere. And I, I think that this isn't even something we could view as a victory. This is just more a question of, are we refusing to concede utter defeat on this issue? Well, let me know what you think about all this. 800-282-2882. You know, inflation and prices are rising. And with the current stock market volatility, retirement accounts are not in great shape. My retirement account's not looking so good these days. It's been a rough 12 months or so. Phoenix Capital Group, though, says it's time to diversify your investments. They recommend high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middlemen. There are both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Just so you know, I'm a Phoenix Capital Group investor personally. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. 800-282-2882 on those phone lines. Um, I, I'm going to tell you in just a moment here about this very uh, heated, it actually got a little little violent, uh, Glendale School District meeting and protests and counter-protests out in the Los Angeles area. And uh, it has to do with the Pride curriculum, as we are in, as you, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen from the various corporate announcements. We are in Pride Month. This, though, from the Associated Press, just goes to what I was saying. LGBTQ plus kids and students of color say conservative activism targeting aspects of their identity has made them less welcome in schools where all kids are supposed to feel safe. Uh, we're going to talk about this in a second and what's really going on here and look at this propaganda in real time. One of the smartest investments you can make is in your family's food security. No one would wish your family to endure a natural disaster or a massive disruption of some sort, but the reality is that some communities in our nation will suffer through one or the other sometime the next 10 to 15 years. Having emergency food on hand alleviates stress during a time of crisis or uncertainty. That's why I urge you, take action now. Get a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. These kits are made with meals that provide 2,000 calories a day, and they're prepared in a way so they last as long as 25 years. So get them now. You'll be good for decades. When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit you need. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today and save $200 per kit. It's easy to order. Go to preparewithclayandbuck.com. You'll get fast and free shipping. Having a backup plan is just smart. You'll save $200 on each kit, too. Go to preparewithclayandbuck.com. 
That website is preparewithclayandbuck.com. Well, I would end it. And, you know, women agree with me. It's not like, gee, this is a, a, a very strong position. No, I would end it. You can't have that. It's unfair. You see the records that are getting broken. They're being broken by numbers that would not be possible and nobody ever thought possible. I would not allow men to play in women's sports. And it, I think it's very demeaning to women. It's extremely demeaning to women. Trump is spot on with that. He's seeing this for what it is. There are others in the GOP as well who are uh, very clear on it. And I think I think this is a a winning issue, um, not just in the sense of, oh, we can get 51 percent of Americans to agree. It's a winning issue because it's obvious and it's true. And a majority of Americans, uh, a large majority of Americans agree but the point about it being demeaning to women, I think that often gets lost in all of this. Uh, being a woman is not a is not a costume. It is not something that you are because you grow out your hair and you put makeup on and you say so. Um, but that is very much the the demand that is currently being made by the by the trans activist groups and and by the Democrat media by Disney by a whole range of major corporations all across the country. And once again, the moment that we see this for what it is, and you see some pushback, you see some mobilization, not even on the right, mobilization of sanity, they'll play the usual games. Why are you so focused on this? Why are they so focused on this? Remember, none of us picked this fight. None of the people that think that men should play men's sports, women should play women's sports, none of us were the ones who were saying, hey, Let's try this whole new thing that's never been done before in human history. Let's give this a go and see what happens. Let's eradicate gender just because it's the most absolutist view of equality. We're all the same. We're just, you know, lumps of flesh with nothing beyond just the very basic, the very basic uh, characteristics of being homo sapiens. Um, no, there are men, there are women. It's a real thing. We all know it exists. You know it exists. I know it exists. But Democrats all pretend, and it's it's shocking and uh, and upsetting to watch the way that people who clearly know better are willing to play the game and contort themselves for this. But one group who was not willing to do it, it seems, are parents out in Glendale, uh, Los Angeles, and I I know Glendale a little bit. Spent a fair amount of time in Los Angeles, and I know that it's uh, a very heavily Armenian uh, population. I've also known Armenians. I've had uh, some close Armenian friends in my life. Armenia is a 90% plus Christian country uh, that is in the neighborhood of a whole bunch of Muslim countries, but it is a 90% plus Christian country, and Armenians often have very traditional views of family, of culture, of gender, etc. Well, a bunch of parents decided in the Glendale, at this uh, school in Glendale, uh, to show up at the board meeting, and they had their, they made their voices heard on this one. I want you to hear, our team pulled this audio, I want you to hear from one of the, uh, it was it the teacher who spoke out about this, right? We I'm trying to find this right now. Uh, it's 14, yeah, play clip 14. Here's a teacher slamming these parents. Play it. 
I deal with a lot of their trauma related to the heteronormative Judeo-Christian patriarchal imperialist capitalist system that oppresses them. I'm not just here in support of our LGBTQ youth, it's all connected. I'm in support of critical race theory and diversity inclusion, equity training. Armenians talk about the genocide, but they received SSI, but they don't want to talk about the indigenous genocide of 1850 and the lack of preparations for black and indigenous people in this country. How dare you as marginalized people come here and, and, and you don't want to talk about the oppressed trans youth who, you know, your kids aren't even learning what they need to learn in, in, in this. That one in two will commit su attempt suicide and 95% know that they are trans when they are three and four and five years Okay, okay. So there's, I'm sorry. I know the audio there was not great. I, I thought you need to hear it. You probably picked up some of it. I was taking some notes just so you could. This is the teacher lecturing these parents. Um, the heteronormative, patriarchal, gender normative approach of these Armenian parents. Those are all quotes that she used those terms. She cites the, oh, you Armenians with your Armenian genocide. What about the genocide of 1850? And it's. What does that have, what, what does that have to do with anything? But notice the first impulse of the leftist is to get into a hierarchy of victimization. Oh, hold on. You think we're supposed to hear from you? Oh, oh, your people, you, you are Armenians because there was a genocide committed against you in the 20th century. You think that means you know what struggle is? What about? You know, the lack of gender-affirming care being paid for by the taxpayer for 14-year-olds. That's real struggle. These people are insane. Will you find a single Democrat to speak out against them? To say, guys, this is too far. Come on. You can't say guys, obviously. You got to say, you know, I don't know if you can say folks. I don't know what you're allowed to say. You know, human beings, fellow human beings. Um, not a single one will. This is the agenda now. This is part of it. Oh, we've got a partial script. This is here we go. Here we go. I deal with a lot of the trauma of LGBT youth. This is the teacher related to heteronormative Judeo Christian patriarchal imperialist capitalist systems that oppress them. Armenians talk about the genocide that they receive, but they don't want to talk about the indigenous genocide. And the lack of reparations for indigenous and black people. First of all, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of Armenians who are perfectly open to teaching and talking about the history of, of other genocides, too. But notice it's, it's not a competition of, of who has suffered the most depravity through history. And whoever wins that competition then gets the power to speak on issues without being challenged. That is how the left sees it, though. That is their approach. That is the view that they have of this. And you saw it right there. And if you think this isn't crazy enough, and it's obviously pretty crazy just hearing from the teacher, Antifa showed up. Antifa. Remember Trump? Calling him out. Antifa. Um, Antifa showed up. And they call themselves the anti-fascists. It is unintentionally hilarious because... They dress in all black and they punch people in the face for saying things they don't like. You know, kind of like the fascists. But they're the anti-fascists. Uh, they showed up and there was a brawl that ensued. I mean, there was fighting. It's on video. Andy No, um, spell his last name N G O, who 
He's does the best work of anybody out there on Antifa as a group specifically, so much so that he has to be very concerned about his safety. And I've interviewed Andy, I don't know, probably a dozen times now. I've known him for years. He's got it up on his Twitter. We could probably pull some of it so you can see some of the melee and uh and we'll we'll link to Andy and put it up on clayandbuck.com. But you know, this a school board meeting of parents. I, I just want to recap here. This is America Today, 2023, June 7th. A a school board meeting where parents don't want their children indoctrinated into the trans agenda as part of Pride Month, and that is now what is going on. This isn't people are not the objection here is not to gay rights. That's actually not what is being debated or di- under dispute in this meeting or in. The, the objection is about the trans agenda and the trans agenda as it pertains to children. But the Democrat media wants to say, oh, this is opposition to, to gay rights. And what happens, though, when you have this parent-teacher meeting? The shock troops of the Democrat Party, Antifa, show up to intimidate people and spit on them and punch them and throw bricks and rocks at them because that is now what they think should be done if you don't believe that your grade school or high school age child should be told the doctor may have gotten your gender wrong. You know, you came out of mom, the doctor may have gotten your gender wrong. And now everybody has to jump through all of these hoops and pretend something is true that we all know is not. We all know it is false. You see the horror. I mean, she's, she shows them all the time, the horrible scars that, that, you know, Elliot Page now has from the surgery. Why is it that they get upset? I remember when I was going to have a ankle reconstructive surgery because I completely blown out my ankle playing sports. And I, I talked to three different doctors. They gave me all the complications. This could happen. That could happen. Tendons might not suture properly. You could have bleeding, could have infection, all these things. And I was like, great. Thanks, doc. I want to know before I go under and go under the knife. Why is it that if you even bring up that these surgeries that they do, which tend to have very low happiness outcomes over the long run, meaning happiness that the surgery was done, but that there are lifelong pains and complications and they destroy sexual function. And there are people that spend years, if not decades of their lives, trying to keep a wound that will never properly heal for some of these surgeries from becoming infected. If I bring that up, that is anti-trans, they will say. The truth about medical procedures, that's anti-trans. The truth about biology, that is anti-trans. This is what they will say. And if you refuse to bend the knee on this and you insist on speaking the truth, Antifa may show up outside of your house or your school school board meeting and punch you in the face and call you a Nazi. But here's one thing. I think they underestimate how many parents, when it comes to their child, when it comes to their, you know, their eight-year-old, their 12-year-old, their 15-year-old, say, bring it. I'm not going to be scared of you. I'm going to speak the truth. We're going to show up. We're going to organize, and we're going to stop the state from doing this. I think that's happening. I think that awakening is underway right now. You know, we often talk about a company here that we're proud to associate with on this program, Chalk. They're the epitome of an American startup. They make thoughtful, all-natural products specifically designed to improve the lives of Americans just like you. Everyone at the company has several jobs, and they're all patriots who share our values. They want the best for you in your day in and day out. 
and they're committed to this program, so it's a win-win for everybody. Chalk's male vitality stack and their female vitality stack are two of their headline projects. One works to replenish diminished levels of testosterone in men, providing a boost in energy and focus. The other promotes hormone health and stress relief. Both can be part of your everyday regimen, benefiting you with energy and balance. Like every good startup, they want a direct relationship with their consumer, so they sell their products online at chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q dot com. Use my name, Buck, that's B-U-C-K, when you make your purchase today, save 35% off your Chalk subscription for life. Not a month or a year, for the life of your Chalk subscription. C-H-O-Q dot com. Get 35% off with my name, Buck, when you make your purchase. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Coming up in the next hour, uh, the CNN chief lasted about a year, 13 months, something like that. Chris Licht, he's out. Doesn't really, that doesn't really affect any of us that much, but there's a pretty fascinating story that was written up in the uh, Atlantic about the implosion of CNN. And it really has to be said, the further implosion. CNN was already, the, the CNN plane was was heading to the earth at 500 miles an hour. Um, this guy just got in. Looks like he just pointed it a little bit more directly at the ground. Uh, so, but actually, he was trying to do things that were sensible. But CNN has been weaponized as a DNC activist platform. That's all. That's all it is now. It's not, it's not a news organization. I've been saying this for years. CNN's not about news. They're telling you things that are important and factual. They don't present you with honesty. No, of course not. But CNN is completely falling apart. Um, and then, oh gosh, here we go. Alvin Bragg, New York City's Alvin Bragg drops 300 convictions dating back to 1996 because of nine crooked officers who themselves were found guilty of crimes. We'll talk more about this, but if anyone thinks that the, Crime in these Democrat cities is going to be uh, something that changes their policies in the in the immediate term. It's not. They don't think they've made the people suffer enough. Oh, and I believe we have our friend Anna Paulina uh, Luna, who is a member of Congress, Representative Luna. I always have to remind myself, Anna and I go back a number of years. She's a friend, but uh, Congresswoman Luna will be with us. Uh, she's part of this House Oversight Committee looking into uh, well, weaponization of the federal bureaucracies, but specifically, there's this credible FBI informant. It's not just a whistleblower. There's a whistleblower about the informant. It's a little complicated. She'll break it down for us. But there's someone who says there was a $5 million bribery scheme directly to Joe Biden when he was vice president. And the FBI, it seems, under the Obama administration did. Who wants to guess? Did they jump right on that case? Where they're like, we've got our best G-men on this one, right? We've, we're, we're putting all our best agents on it. No, they did not. No, they did not. Is that a surprise to anybody? No, it is not. So we will discuss that. Uh, we'll get into some of it. Janet at the Jersey Shore. Janet, what have you got for us today? Oh, Janet's gone. Richard in Ohio. Richard, what have you got for us today? Yeah. Um, my granddaughter's been homeschooled the last year, and two weeks ago, I, she's 11 years old. Two weeks ago, I asked her, I said, do you think a, a child is ready to give, give up the chance of having a baby or the pleasure of nursing or even ready to lose their family tree generation? And she said, I think I'm too young to make that decision on gender. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, of course she is. I mean, all these. Th- thank you for calling it, Richard. There are so many, um, there are so many different laws. We talk about them, rules, laws that are in place to protect children. And the fact it'd be one thing, I, I think everyone has to understand. It's not just that they're, they keep posing this as some kind of a choice, as in kids are not being pressured by the system once they get into the system to make a certain choice. Um, I know it's the law in Canada. I think in some states it's also now certainly the practice, if not the letter of the law, that if a, a kid comes in and says, I'm having, you know, gender 
you know, gender uh, dysmorphia or gender identity disorder or, you know, whatever it is. Right. I mean, they've changed the term a few times around because, well, they can't be honest about what's really going on. As I say, now it's gender affirmation. So you have to affirm it right away. And if you don't affirm it and you're in a counseling role, a medical role, uh, educator role, you subject yourself to sanction. You, you put yourself in a position where you could uh, be punished personally and professionally. So the the system is trying to there's a reason Gen Z has like 25% now identifying as LGBTQ+. Uh it's, it's not because all of a sudden um everybody's uh sexual orientation and gender identity just was came to the surface because it had always been there. This is a brainwashing and indoctrination program and the more you look at it the more clear it is. And this is why they're fighting so hard against people speaking the truth on it. But we speak the truth here, including on what happened with this FBI informant. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the Biden crime family. Joe was allegedly trying to get a $5 million bribe. Does the FBI want to know about that? We'll talk to Anna Paulina Luna next. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.